0: Let's talk about what happened last night to Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Now, I recorded this episode last night around 7 p.m. before the Jets game, because right now, it being Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, I am about to get on a plane in a few hours to go on vacation, so I didn't have time to cover this Jets game. I was going to let it go, cover it next week, but after what happened last night, there's no way I can put out a week one recap and not talk about the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. So let's talk about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, and then I'll kick it back to myself for the rest of the episode from last night. Now, what else is new with the New York Jets? And the funny thing about this is, in my friend's group chat, one of my buddies says, I think that the New York Jets are gonna roll the bills tonight. And I texted back, I have a funny feeling that tonight it's going to be like the 1999 season opener all over again. Because the guy who texted that, me and him were at the 1999 Jets season opener. He took me. He had season tickets. His family had season tickets. We went to the season opener. In the first quarter, what happens? Vinny Testaverde gets hurt, blows out his Achilles. I remember it like it was yesterday. Me and my buddy Kevin, we were at the concession stand. We're watching it on the TV, getting food. Testaverde blows out his Achilles. And there's a guy right next to us in a number 16 green Vinny Testaverde jersey. his face painted white, half his face painted green, and he just goes, Vinny!
1: No!
0: Vinny! If you remember, in 1998, the Jets made the AFC Championship game against the Broncos. 99, they had big things going into the season. It was going to be their big time to shine, maybe win a Super Bowl. What happened? Vinny Testaverde goes down with an Achilles. Fast forward. Fast forward. 24 years later, the Jets are looking to win a Super Bowl. They bring in Aaron Rodgers. They got one of the best defenses in the game. They got the best young wide receiver, Garrett, Wilson, Delvin, Cook, Breeze Hall in the backfield. But you know what they don't have? They do not have a solid offensive line. And what did that offensive line do? We saw this Sunday night with the New York Giants in order to win. In this league, you need to have a solid offensive line. All these teams, all these GMs, they invest in wide receivers, running backs. Obviously, you need to invest in a quarterback. I'm never, ever, ever going to get on a GM for investing on a quarterback because it's a quarterback's league. If you do not have a quarterback, you will not win in this league. When's the last time we saw a non-superstar quarterback win The the Super Bowl, Trent Dilfer, you know, like Brad Johnson. Like, honestly, you need a superstar quarterback to win in this league. But that being said, the second most important thing, the three most important things, I would say, quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, you need to be able to protect the quarterback. You need to be able to get to the quarterback. And the New York Jets had two of those three going into the season. They had the star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. They had the defensive line. They were able to get to the quarterback, and Williams, those linebackers. They had the cornerback, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. They were ready to rock. But the one thing they lacked was an offensive line. You saw what happened last night. Aaron Rodgers, the first play of the game, Brees Hall takes it about 25 yards. Great. The hole opened up. He made a nice move, boom, bang, 20 yards. The next, I believe, two out of the next three plays, or I, I even believe the next three plays, Aaron Rodgers dropped back to pass, and he was running for his life the whole entire time. The Bills defense, the Bills and the linebackers were in that backfield way too quick. Aaron Rodgers did, had, had no time, no time at all to get that ball out. And it's crazy to see, because watching him against the Giants In the preseason, that one drive that he had, Wink Martindale brought the blitz. He brought the blitz. He showed Aaron Rodgers full speed, regular season. I'm going to come and get you. And you know what? Rodgers got the ball away quickly. Last night, he didn't. And that was a detriment to him because where is he right now? Right now, he is in a doctor's office getting an MRI. And he has a torn Achilles because it hasn't been said The New York Jets haven't released anything yet, but Robert Fowler says he believes he has a 20 Achilles. Go look at the video. You see it pop on the video. Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. The New York Jets, they came back to win. Great win. They got lucky. The, the, The Bills, Josh Allen threw three interceptions. He played horrible. And honestly, that's another thing. Josh Allen, he hasn't won the big game yet. He's like a Brett Favre type of guy. He's a gunslinger. He throws too many interceptions. I believe he has like 84 interceptions in 78 games played. Josh Allen, is he he, he needs to get those interceptions in check. But the Jets go to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson comes out. He throws an interception in his first few plays. But supposedly, Garrett Wilson said he rallied the troops at halftime. Everybody got behind Zach Wilson. They had a good second half. And they got lucky to return that punt in overtime to win the game. So the Jets start 1-0, and but the big answer is now what? Now what are the Jets going to do? Aaron Rodgers is still with the organization. And Aaron Rodgers was so invested into this team. I honestly think that Aaron Rodgers will be on that sideline, will be in practice when he's able to, to really help coach along Zach Wilson. Because he came out this week and said he wants to stay with the Jets for a few years. now. Does he want to rehab that Achilles and get back to 100% or does he want to call out a career? I don't know. But for this year, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the type of the person that he is going to be an extra coach on that sidelines for Zach Wilson. Now, is Zach Wilson the answer? I don't know. I think you need to bring somebody else in. Right now, if I'm... If I'm Joe Douglas, I'm sitting with Robert Sala, I'm I'm calling up Woody Johnson, and I'm saying we need to bring in a veteran quarterback. Obviously, there's no Aaron Rodgers out there to bring in other than Tom Brady. And let's be real. You think Tom Brady's going to come to the Jets, especially after he wore the Patriots jersey for the last time Sunday afternoon when the Patriots honored him? You saw him run the length of the field, say, let's go in his number 12 Patriots jersey ring the bell with the new lighthouse over there, the inaugural ringing of the bell with the new Jumbotron, the new lighthouse. Is Tom Brady gonna forego all that and leave that memory for the Patriots fan after going to the Bucs and winning a Super Bowl and then jumping to the cross division rivals for the Jets to wear the green and white and to go into New England and play them after they just honor him like that? Crazy things have happened, but I doubt that's going to happen. I truly think Tom Brady's done. But Matt Ryan, he's with CBS right now. He's an announcer. He said that he is going to be keeping his body in shape in case a team needs a quarterback. I'm calling Matt Ryan. I'm getting Matt Ryan in the building this week. Colt McCoy. I'm getting Colt McCoy in the building this week. Phillip Rivers. eh, I don't think so. Mike Tannerbound said, i don't get up this morning. I will give the Rams a call and see about Matthew Stafford. Now, that's a little absurd because if you bring in Stafford, he's owed like $30 million next year plus the money that you're paying Rodgers. I know you can cut Rodgers. I know Rodgers might retire. You got to see what Rodgers is doing there. I think Stafford isn't an option. If I'm the Jets, I'm rolling with Zach Wilson right now, and I'm bringing a veteran quarterback in to back him up. You can't have, what's the guy, Shrebeler's name? You can't have Shrebeler in there because if Zach Wilson goes down, the, the, the time to act is down. The Jets have a roster, bringing in Dalvin Cook, the defense, everybody, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, the tight end. They have a team now to go deep into the playoffs to make the AFC championship game. And it's still going to be a tough road because the AFC is stacked. Their division is stacked. Obviously, they have the Bills number, but the Dolphins are playing amazing right now. That Dolphins offense. I think that they can get to the Jets' defense. The Pats, they have a good defense. They're gritty. So it's going to be tough to get out of the AFC. And we're not even talking about the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Browns, the Jacksonville. The AFC is stacked. So it's going to be tough to get out of the AFC. So you need to have a security blanket. You need to have another option. So I'm calling Matt Ryan. I'm calling Colt McCoy, maybe make a trade for Jamison Whitwinton. You know, Phillip Rivers, San Francisco said that if they weren't going to have a quarterback for the NFC Championship game, they they were going to maybe call up Phillip Rivers because Brock Purdy couldn't throw. Maybe give Phillip Rivers a call. Somebody that can come in and get the job done in case Zach Wilson falters again. Because we have seen Zach Wilson, he's shown flashes. Last night he shown flashes, but if he starts to crumble, you can fold your hand and give up on the season. So again, it is a New York nightmare for the New York football teams. Giants get blown out 40 to nothing Sunday night, Monday night, right back in the same place. MetLife four plays into the game. Aaron Rodgers goes down. It looks like it's a torn Achilles, done for the year. It's a New York nightmare for the New York football team. Now let's send it back to myself last night to recap the rest of week one later. Let's talk about week one's NFL action and a quick disclaimer before we go any further. I am recording this Monday before the Jets game because I am going on vacation. So there will not be a reaction to the Jets game tonight. Uh, We're just going to talk about the rest of the games this week, Sunday and Thursday. But to start us off, Being from New York, we have to start off here. The New York Giants got completely steamrolled by the Dallas Cowboys, 40 to nothing. It was a horrible start to the season. Pretty much the the, the worst way to start. I can't think of another way to start the season. Going into the season, we heard great things about the team. They said, this is not last year's team. This is not last year's team. Yeah, damn right it's not last year's team. Maybe it is, but you know what? The last time we remember this team, they were getting routed in Philly in the playoffs, and they step on the field and they look exactly like the same team from last year, but worst. And honestly, the game started great. The running game was amazing. DJ had some good scrambles. Saquon Barkley was running the ball at will. You know, they had 10 plays on the first drive, which was surprising to me. The only pass was a screen to Saquon Barkley. DJ dropped back to pass like another three times, but nobody was open. So we scrambled and that that gets me like we paid this guy for his 160 million now thank god after last night i looked it up his contracts only guaranteed to next year so god forbid anything happens and we're looking at a you know three and 14 season hey caleb williams might look nice drake may might look nice shador sanders might look nice if we only got to pay dj one more year but back to the game oh they look great on that first drive. you know they, they were using motion to distract the defense Saquon Barkley was running at will, but they had a sloppy finish to then end of the drive. You had a full start penalty by Andrew Thomas. He didn't have any full start penalties last year. He got one to end that drive. Then a bad snap. DJ had a fall on it. And we all know what happened next. Graham Gunnell got up. Only missed three field goals last year. He missed the field goal. Block kick. Dallas takes it to the house. Next drive, balls tip. DJ throws an interception. So easily it goes to, the, you know, Six nothing to nine nothing to sixteen nothing. And right then and there, that was it. There's really not much more. The Dallas just completely Michael Parsons made Evan Neal look horrible. And we saw that with like the first, third, second and third play of the game. He just completely manhandled him and got right in DJ's face. Like Evan Neal, like barely got an arm on him. Evan Neal looks really bad. And honestly, it's it's safe to say now that maybe Evan Neal is a bust. But the Giants' offensive line, horrible, okay? Out of all offensive linemen, the pass block win rates for the Giants versus the Cowboys. Cowboys, Andrew Thomas, 88%, which is 32nd. Evan Neal, 70.6%, which was 59. Now, mind you, there's only 60 tackles that qualified for these rankings. So Evan Neal was the second-to-worst tackle in pass block win rates for the Giants. Ben Bredesen, 90 percent, 32nd. Mark Lewinsky on the right side, 56 out of 58 qualifying guards. John Michael Smith, he was 18th out of 29 centers. So you know what? Michael Smith, 90 percent. to 90 percent. Andrew Thomas, 88 percent. It wasn't Andrew Thomas's, you know, best game. OK, I can live with that. But on the right side, Lewinsky, 75 percent. Evan Neal, 70 percent. That right side of the line is going to get Daniel Joan killed, okay? The Evan Neal sucks. Glowinski didn't have a great game. And honestly, it's going to get them killed. And, and I'm very surprised. You know, they kept saying it's not this year's team. No, it's not. but Brian Dable's a great coach. I thought he, he made no adjustments in the second half. Like, they came out and they continued with the same shit over and over. No adjustments. Wink Mortendale, he didn't really do great with the defense. The, the two rookie corners held up, Okay. Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams was able to get some pressure from the inside, but Caban Thibodeau, a ghost. Aziz Ojalari, ghost. Like, Wink Martindale wasn't able to draw up anything. And, you know, like, looking at Dallas's offensive numbers, nothing really jumps out at you, but it didn't have to. They just had to go and autopilot bowl the rest of the game, and they just completely destroyed us. So, honestly, th- th- there's not much more that we can talk about that. Giant week two, it's a must win going to Arizona on Sunday, 4 p.m. Because you know what? After that, you got a three day, three day week because you got San Francisco in San Francisco, Thursday night football. So if you lose to Arizona, we saw San Francisco. I'm going to give you my top three teams of the year so far later on. San Francisco looked like one of the top teams. I think they might be the best team. We'll, we'll see. So if we do not win that game in Arizona, we're looking at and three. And you know the rest of the schedule is hard. So, honestly, it, it's disappointing as a Giants fan. Going into this year, we thought that we would take the next step. But you know what? Last year, we overachieved. We won a lot of games last year. We had no business winning. The the ball bounced our way. And we saw what we were against the Eagles in the playoff game. Not, not a good team. Not a good team. We need to get better on the offensive line. And, honestly, is Daniel Jones the answer? I don't know. As of last night, he, he looked like Daniel Jones two years ago last night. Not Daniel Jones last year. He was forcing throws. He had a couple interceptions. Four years, $160 million. Like I said, thank God we could get out of it after next year. But I don't think that it, it, a quarterback has to rely on his leg to get you 70, 80 yards a game to win. Like, is that really what you want? Like, I understand Lamar Jackson does. Justin Fields does it. We saw yesterday Anthony Richardson does it. You know, But, you know, Lamar Jackson I feel like he could pass as well Justin Fields, AR, it's still to be seen But, I don't know man I'm not I, It wasn't sold on DJ ever And he finally started to grow on me last year This offseason, I was like, alright, you know what And Joe Shane we trust And Brian Dable we trust If they think he's the man for the job He's the man for the job But last night, it was more of the same for Daniel Jones And he doesn't take all the blame Because you know what? It doesn't matter who Patrick Mahomes could have been back there last night. With that offensive line, he wasn't going to do much. Probably would have done a little better, maybe a lot better, but not much if they weren't to have won the game. So, Giants start 0 1, complete disaster, 40 to nothing. And we have our first caller, a big cat from West Palm Beach, Cowboys fan. Let's hear what he has to say.
1: Hey, how you doing? This is Big Kev from West Palm Beach, Florida. And do I have a lot to talk about today? 40 nothing, them boys over the G-Men. Let's be realistic. (laughs) The G-Men not looking too strong this year. However, it is an in-conference game, and we play them twice a year. They always play us tough. We took the dub on the road. Few things. Our defense, our defense, our defense. In full swing last night. Parsons looked like a man amongst boys, and Chris Collinsworth said it best. The New York Giants offense needs to make a stand against the Cowboys. Never heard that before, and it's brilliant. Dak Prescott. Okay, he played well. No interceptions. He's going to get better as the season goes on. He's never won us a Super Bowl, obviously, and there were never any hopes that he was going to win a Super Bowl. But again, defense wins
0: Super Bowl. Now, briefly, looking at the rest of the league, the Ravens took care of business against the Texans. The Texans kept it close early. In regards to my picks, I had three picks. Now, the millionaire man, he's nowhere to be found, okay? He ran away. I don't think he's going to be coming back. He got embarrassed by his take that, you know, Philly's defense was young and inexperienced. He went 0-3 yesterday. The Pats pick, I was on the Pats too, but for a different reason than the Eagles' D being young and inexperienced, which which is crazy. The Pats had that game. The Pats had that game in the bag, but Keyshawn Booty, he could not get his foot down twice. So the Patriots could have very easily won that game. They could have very easily covered, but they didn't. I lost with the Panthers. They kept it close against Atlanta. But again, another number one pick starting quarterback loses against the spread and straight up in his first game. I think it's now number one starting number one picks who are starting their first year are now 0-14 against the spread. So, hey, I should have stuck with the trends. I thought a divisional matchup getting three and a half, it would be enough for the Panthers. It was not. 0 and two, but I got my one big win of the week that at least didn't have me losing all my marbles. The Browns completely destroyed Cincinnati. And I said it in the pick show. I said that Burrow always starts slow. Last year he came back from an injury, he started slow. This year he's coming back from an injury, he started slow, and he started slow. He got pulled in the fourth quarter because they threw up the white flag. But you know what? You got to give credit for Cleveland Browns defense. Cleveland's Browns' defense looked amazing. Deshaun Watson looked, eh, okay. He forced some throws. He had a bad throw, a couple picks. But honestly, I really think that, you know, he, he had one pick, got sacked three times, two for a touchdown, 154 yards. He rushed for another 45 yards. So he wasn't the Deshaun Watson that we saw in Houston, but I can see that he's getting back to that. But Cleveland's offensive line stood up to the task. Of Cincinnati, Chubb rushed for 106 yards. Watson got some yards as well, and the defensive line just completely dominated Cincinnati's man. And it was just Miles Garrett had that nice stack at the end um, to shut them down. And honestly, it was very impressive for Cleveland's defense. And that's going to be a tough, tough division right there. You have got Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Honestly, what I saw yesterday, any team can win that division uh the 49ers rock pittsburgh 30 to 7 we don't really need to talk about that you know the deal uh the cardinals they they hung into the game a lot with the commanders the commanders didn't cover they won 2016 that was a close game another one of the million lira man's pick vikings he had the texans the vikings and the pats he went zero and three Again, I don't think he's going to be coming back on the show. I'm trying to get him back, but I don't think he's going to. The Bucks upsetted the Vikings to win 2017. I like that pick, the, the the Bucks pick. I didn't go with it. It was something I was looking at this week. I think the Vikings got lucky last year. They were like the Giants. And we saw in the playoffs that they're not that, okay, the Giants took care of business. So I don't think the Vikings are going to have a good year this year. Jacksonville took care of Indy. Anthony Richardson put on a show in his first game as a professional quarterback, 223 yards passing and touchdown. He also rushed for 40 yards with the touchdown. We did see him go down in the last closing minute of that game. I haven't heard anything. I think he's going to be okay. The Saints took care of business. The Raiders took care of business. The Rams had a surprising win against the Seahawks. Very surprising. We discussed the Eagles Patriot game the Packers. How about Jordan Love? The Packers do it again from Favre to Rogers, from Rogers to Love. Jordan Love looks like a superstar. 245 yards, three touchdowns. He looked great. He was composed in the pocket. He didn't force anything. He looked amazing out there. And I think Jordan Love is going to be a star for Green Bay. And I think Chicago, man, they got the first pick in this year's draft that they traded away, but they had the first pick in this year's draft for a reason. I still think that Justin Fields and the Bears are one year away. Now, the last game that we didn't touch on, an amazing game. Dolphins beat the Chargers 36-34. to 34. We got another caller, Jer from New Jersey. Let's hear what he has to say about the Dolphins and the Chargers.
2: Hey, Digsy, what's up, man? This is Jerv from New Jersey. Want to jump on and talk about the Dolphins. Unbelievable. Go into SoFi, beat an AFC opponent that you know we're going to be fighting you know, fighting with for a playoff spot. Huge victory. Obviously, Tyreek and Tua getting the love, and deservedly so. Tua's game looks like it's, it's really on another level. Some of the throws he made, scrambling around the pocket. He was not sacked without Armstead starting. Really, really important game, and, and we looked great. I will say this: Vic Fangio's D did not look good. Storyline that that we're not talking about because we we got the win is how badly the Chargers' offensive line dominated the um, Dolphins' defensive line. Christian Wilkins, who, who's trying to reset the D-line market with his contract, um, that he got pushed around. We came up with the big stop at the end but that was really, really disappointing.
0: Yep, you got to agree with him. The defense was not there. The defensive line didn't step up. L.A. was able to control the line of scrimmage on the offensive side, but you know what? It doesn't matter when you got to a 466 yards, three touchdowns. He looks like a different quarterback out there. We know he took jiu-jitsu in the offseason to learn how to fall. He's falling right. He has a new helmet to protect him for the concussion. And he is one of the most accurate passes, man. He he looks like Steve Young back there. He's just dropping the ball on a dime. And him and Tyreek Hill have found an amazing connection. Hill, 11 receptions, 215 yards, two touchdowns, completely dominating the Chargers secondary. Waddle, four receptions, 78 yards. But you didn't even need Waddle. You didn't even need Waddle because Hill just completely destroyed them You didn't know what you're going to get out of the backfield Mozart had a great game 37 yards a touchdown he caught a couple passes as well and honestly if the if the Dolphins can get that defense in check I honestly think that they might be the team after looking at everything yesterday we don't know what's going to happen tonight with the Bills and the Jets but just from the teams yesterday I honestly feel that other than the Browns the Dolphins put on the biggest display on the AFC side. I think the Dolphins had it wasn't a complete game because that defense, but when you got an offense, I know defense wins championship. We heard Big Cat from West Palm Beach say that defense wins championships with the Cowboys. But you know what? When you have an offense and a dynamic duo like Tua Hill, dynamic trio, Tua Hill and Waddle. We didn't even see much of Waddle. Honestly, you cannot. Beat that. So that takes me into the Digsy top three NFL teams this week, looking into week two. And we're going to do this every week. I'm going to give you my top three teams. Now, three's not a lot. Okay. We should be doing maybe four or five, but you know what? I'm not about maybes. Okay. I want if I'm putting money on the line right now, I could put money on these three teams and I can feel confident that they will be there in the Super Bowl in February. I got two NFC teams and I got an AFC team. Number one, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. They were the most complete team to me yesterday other than the Cowboys. Brock Purdy, man, he's just amazing for them. 220 yards, two passing touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey went off. He rushed for 152 yards of touchdown. He also caught three balls. Brandon Ayuk, he, he was Brock Purdy's favorite target. 129 yards, two touchdowns, eight receptions. And, you know, you know the defense is good with Bosa, Warnock. And you got the coach. The coach knows how to coach, Kyle Shanahan. He has that. He wants to win that Super Bowl. He let it pass through his fingers twice. Once as a coordinator with Atlanta. When Patriots came back from, what, 30 to 7, I forget. What was the score? 28 to 3, they came back from 25 points to path, Kyle Shanahan was the offense coordinator of that Atlanta team. And we all know what happened in 2020 when the 49ers were leading the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes led a comeback. So Kyle Shanahan, he's been there. He's been to the mountaintop, but he hasn't reached the depth. He wants to this year. I think San Francisco, as we thin right now, after well, 90% done with week one. I think San Francisco is the top team. Number two, the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, we didn't see much out of the offense. They didn't need to, but anytime you win 40 to one, 40 to zero, it's honestly, they, they should be number one, but I'm just, I, I, I still think when push comes to shove, if the NFC Championship game is in San Francisco and it's San Francisco versus Dallas, I'm taking San Francisco right now. Where I stand right now, I feel more confident putting money on San Francisco than I do Dallas. That's why San Francisco is one. Dallas is number two. And the third team for me, best team in the NFL after week one, after 90% of week one, the Miami Dolphins. That offense. Tyreek Hill came into this year and he said he wanted to break records. He wanted to have over 2,000 yards receiving. And honestly, I think he can do it. I honestly think he can do it. Right now, he's on pace for 3,655 yards. Obviously, we know he's not going to get that. Um, but the connection, he's just, the moves that Tyreek Hill makes to get pet. like he just gets past the cornerback. If you don't have safety out, we saw that with his second touchdown, Derwin James, sneaked up. He didn't play over the top. Tyreek Hill beat the corner with one move and he was gone. All Tua had to do was just put it on the pylon, and Tyreek caught that and ran it right in for a touchdown. Like Tyreek is going to do that time and time again. Like, you need to start double covering the guy because you know what? Tyreek is running crazy, but how do you put him in double coverage when you got Waddle, when you got ba- Braxton Berrios and, and that new young guy that they had a uh, Carhartt or something? He, he played well. He caught some good balls. And what was it? The crack, crack craft ingold coming out of the backfield moza coming that offense is dynamic i think they're the best offense in football right now 49ers are probably second 49ers are the most complete team dallas looks like they have the best defense where we stand right now miami has the best offense so there's my three picks after week one san fran number one dallas number two miami number three now four picks for this week. Again, I'm doing this on Monday because I'm going on vacation. I will not be back until Sunday morning. So I still want to give you guys picks. So I'm only going to give you two picks because I don't want to go crazy with it. And like I said, lines are going to be moving crazy and I don't really have time to do research. I don't know any injury reports. Like right now, I'm just throwing a dark at a board. Okay. That's not like not how I like to do business. I like to analyze the games. I like to look at the injury reports. I like to look to see how the spread moves up and down, this and that, what have you. So I'm not going to give you the full three. I'm just going to give you two. The two that jumped out right at me when I was looking at the spreads. Number one is Baltimore going into Cincinnati plus 3.5. Now, this is a knee-jerk reaction. I'm sure most of you will probably think, but I understand where Vegas is coming, giving Cincinnati three and a half having to cover three and a half, half, they're home. Baltimore didn't look that great against the Texans. Burrow had one of his worst games, but I just don't think there's enough time for the Bengals to come back and rectify their mistakes that they had against Cleveland. Do I think that Cincinnati can win the game? Yes, but if I'm getting 3.5, which I guarantee you, as we sit here on Monday at 7 p.m., the line's 3.5, I guarantee you come Friday, come Saturday the line's going to be a lot lower than plus 3.5 for the Ravens. It's probably going to go down to 3 or 2.5 because people are thinking the same thing up. thinking They're going to be betting on the Ravens. So my first pick will be Ravens plus 3.5. Now, my second pick will be the complete opposite of that reaction. Green Bay is going into Atlanta minus 1.5. I'm taking Atlanta plus the 1.5. I think that the 1.5 can go up to 2, 2.5. I think everybody is going to see and look at the way Green Bay beat Chicago. Think that Atlanta only beat Carolina. Carolina is not good. Chicago supposed to be a good team. Jordan Love looks so great. Everybody's drinking the Green Bay gravy. Everybody's on the Green Bay bandwagon. And I think that this is a, a, a letdown spot. And I think it's a perfect letdown spot. So my second pick will be Atlanta plus 1.5 so my two picks for this week next week we'll get back to the normal business the three pick and honestly i'm hoping that next week i get somebody else to come on and do the picks with me again the million lira man bailed maybe he'll be back but he's a little dejected after all the funny jokes that were made at his expense on the internet but who knows maybe he'll be back maybe once he he's a busy man you know maybe if he finds some more time he'll come back and, and and he'll show up but Next week, we'll have somebody else and do picks with me. One and two on the season. Not a good way to start, but hey, it's week one. Just like the team, just like the Giants need to do, make adjustments, move on. I will be back next Monday, next Tuesday with the recap for week two. Yeah, follow us on the Sports Rate Podcast. And if you want to be on the show like Big Cat from West Palm Beach was, like Jer from Jersey was, all you have to do is go to buzz.audio backslash the sports raid. You can record your take right on your phone. You don't need to call in. You don't need to do anything. You have 60 seconds to make a point. Press a button on your phone. You talk for 60 seconds and you get on the show. It's simple. I know there's a lot of fans out there that want to vent, want to get their point across. You know, Maybe you don't want to sit on the phone and wait for an hour to get on with the big talk show hosts. I know we're not a big podcast, but you know what? Get your name out there. We're building to something. We want this podcast to be about the listeners. So digsy out. Week one recap. We will see you next week. Later.